Hey everyone and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you took out the time to join us again today. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, uh, man, all of those platforms, man. We've got a whole bunch. iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Pocket Cast. Uh, there's some even some platforms that I saw the podcast on that I hadn't even heard of. I'm like, how do we get on that? Man, the Lord is good. He's growing us. We're doing a good thing here. The Lord is helping us do it. But hey, wherever you find yourself, hey, do me a favor, by the way. If you haven't yet, and you're listening on uh, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or even uh, Stitcher. If you haven't yet, leave a review for the podcast. That helps the, the podcast get into the ears of many more people. We're seeing change. We're getting testimonies in of people who were addicted to and had some things in their lives that the Lord was able to shake and deliver them from through this podcast. Praise God. It's an amazing thing what the Lord is able to do through us and through this podcast. So if you want to help this thing go further, if you have haven't yet, take out the time to give your honest review of the podcast. It means so much. All right, guys, you know the purpose of the podcast. First John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children. You've already overcome them for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We want to talk about what's going on in the world and culture and approach it from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world today. Oh, my goodness. Today, I want to talk about Jehovah Jireh. Now, I want to talk about Jehovah Jireh, but I want to do it in a different way. I don't know exactly what I'm going to call this podcast while I'm making it. Uh, you'll obviously see the title by the time your ears hear this and you click on it. You'll see that what the title ends up being. But right now in this moment, I don't really know. We're calling it Jehovah Jireh, but I'm approaching it from a totally different angle that most of the time, nine times out of 10, it's not approached from. All right, here we go. Let's pray first and let's dig right on in. Father God. Thank you so much for the anointing. Thank you so much for the word of God that you've given us. We ask, Lord, that you speak and, and reveal truth and revelation to us beyond me. I don't have anything good and of merit to say of my own self, but thank God for the Holy Ghost whom you've sent to indwell us. We call him the master teacher and that he will lead and guide and direct us into all the beautiful truth of the word of God. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Genesis 22, verse 14, that's where we'll start. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Here's a side note. Here's something that you got to remember. Here's something you got to realize. Uh, Abraham did not call God Jehovah Jireh. I just messed up the song for some of y'all. He did not call God, Jehovah Jireh, he called the place. Oh my goodness. Jehovah Jireh. He called the place. Lord, let me, okay, well, hold up. Put, put your stone down. All right. Let me, here, hang on. Let's read it again. And God, and Abraham called God, <laughs> the Lord will provide. No, that's not what he did. I'm sorry, I laughed there. I'm so insensitive. Excuse me. But I have enough of less. What's the context? What is the word of God revealing to us? Let's not get caught up in any kind of religion, tradition, or anything of that nature. What is the word of God saying on its own self? What is it saying? What is it breathing? What is it revealing? What is it wanting to show and get the paint a picture to us? What is it? Here it is. Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide as it is said to this day in the mouth of the lord it shall be provided the the new living translation says it like this and abraham named the place yahweh uriah or jehovah jireh 
which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Uh, even to this day, there are people who use that and who literally say that. And whenever they're going through in life, whatever they're doing and facing, on the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. So for context's sake, let's back up a little bit and let's look at how this story kind of starts here. The Bible reveals to us here in this same chapter, verse one, <clears throat> excuse me there in the same chapter in verse one says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. This is not the only time in the word where it is connected with Abraham that it says after these things. Now, once again, I'm not going to do all of your studying for you. But uh, if you go back, go back and read chapter 21 and the latter part of chapter 21 and find out what after these things, after what things we'll go and find out. Just like in Genesis 14, Abraham gives the tithe to Melchizedek. And then in Genesis 15, the Bible says after these things, after what? After he had saved Lot, after he had battled the kings, after Melchizedek had blessed him, after Abraham responded to that blessing by giving the tithe. Oh, by the way, tithing is simply your faith response to what grace has already provided. Oh, that's pretty good right there. I'm not going to charge you for that one, but you can go ahead and look us up on the podcast. Turn it on a dime. We dig in depth about that, in depth about that. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. So what am I saying? I'm saying that after these things is important in the life of Abraham. The Bible says that we are to look to Abraham. That's the rock from which we're cut. That's the, 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 the whole, the, 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 the well from which we're dug. I mean, this is the, he's the father of faith. This is what I'm saying. So we need to have a, a, re- a revelation and understand some things about Abraham. So by all means, go back there and read from that. It, it's the same, it's the same spirit of faith that's supposed to operate in us. Go back and read and find out what does he mean when he says after these things, I told you what it was in Genesis 14, but I'm not going to tell you Genesis 21. I'm gonna have to let you figure that out and study that out for yourself. You need to read the Bible anyway. Oh, that's another thing. Let me move on. Now, it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Uh, the, the New Living Translation says God tested the faith of Abraham. You know, God will test your faith. Uh Oh, that's not a popular notion. That's not a popular idea. God will test your faith. Uh, let me leave that alone. Let me move on. All right. And he said, Abraham, and then Abraham said, here am I. Take now your son, watch him now, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Man, I'm telling you, listen, God, you ain't making this easy, man. What are you doing, sir? Man, oh man, he's over here like, hey, Abraham, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, in case you don't, in case, like, in case you're a little confused about it, I'm talking about Isaac. Yeah, your son, your only son. I'm talking about I'm talking about Isaac, whom you love, by the way. Yeah, I know you love him. All right, cool. And I want you to go to the land of, of um, Mira and offer him as a burnt offering and a sacrifice. Man, God, what are you doing? Oh man, let's keep going here. On one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. This is why the man is the father of faith. Not only did he respond to what God said, listen, there's a movie way back in the day. I saw it on TBN. That's when TBN was TBN. And I don't know what they're doing now these days, but anyway, well, I saw it on, on TBN and Abraham was told like he had to offer his son, man, this guy was, listen, excuse me, excuse my language here, but this guy was pissed. In this movie, man, 
there's just you I, that's why i had to use that word i can't think of any other word man to describe accurately what this uh abraham quote unquote was feeling in this moment this man is pissed he's out here yelling his voice sounded all weird i remember watching this as a kid and just laughing at it me and my big brother laughing at it because we were like man this is hilarious this guy is he is he is upset man he's like oh god no literally this is kind of how he sounded and it was so crazy i forget exactly what the name of that movie was but it was made years and years and years ago but man what a crazy uh interpretation of the response of Abraham, when the Bible clearly tells you his response, it just said he rose up early in the morning. He said, all right, we're going to do this. And he saddled his donkey. By the way, don't let movies tell you what the word. Uh oh, uh, there's some people here. They're banking their whole thing. See, ah, uh, OK. You know, let me say it like this. Let me use this as an as an example. You, you ever known uh, we had to do an essay. You had to do a report, a book report or something like that. And you went and you saw the movie, but you didn't read the book. A lot of times, nine times out of 10, your grading is not going to be so good. If you're basing the Bible and the word of God off of what you saw in a movie, in a movie like maybe like it was a movie on Noah. Uh-oh. Maybe it was a movie on Jesus. Uh-oh. Maybe it was in a movie on, on David or any of the patriarchs of old that they made movies off of. If you're basing your Christianity, your knowledge of scripture off of a movie or even a miniseries, you're doing yourself a disservice. Read the book. Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. All right, that's a side note. That's a side note. But he said, after these things, he said he got up early after God has said this. He's testing Abraham's faith. He got up early. Abraham did. All right. Saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place. Oh, there it is again. The place, the place, the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham on the on the what? On the third day. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Maybe keep that in mind. Keep that in your, listen, keep that in your back pocket. Some of y'all are already smiling. Some of y'all already got it. All right. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. The, the place. Do you see the, do you see how many times the place, the place, the place? He didn't say a place, the place. All right. Why? Because it's all important. Oh, come on now. Don't. Ooh, I'm seeing stuff that I didn't write in my notes, y'all. All right. And, and went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eye and saw the place so far off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. Watch him. Watch him now. The lad and I will go yonder. Who says yonder anyway? Y'all say that today? Man, I tell you what, man, I'm gonna go over there yonder. We're gonna get turned up. It's gonna be, oh, Jill, oh, man. Tell you what, man, I'm going to show him what's crack-a-lacking. Who still says crack-a-lacking, though? You know, so that's why I had to put that with yonder. All right. That's some Shakespearean talk. Oh, but well, how, how did that go? How does Romeo and Juliet go? Uh, what? Oh, man. I see. Uh, listen, guys, this is happening mid-podcast. I'm stopping everything just so I can remember Romeo and Juliet. Oh, man. What's uh, what 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 lies through yonder window breaks or something like that? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. All right, uh, he said here, you never know with this podcast, man. You just never know. All right, let's keep going. 
And he took the fire, uh, excuse me there, let me back up a little bit. Abraham took the, the wood of the burnt offering. No, he said, sit here with the donkey, excuse me. And the lad and I will go yonder. See, Romeo and Juliet messed me up almost. And the lad and I will go yonder and worship. Watch this now, though. And we, and we, and we, and we, and we will come back to you. Why does Abraham say this? We'll show you that in a little bit. Ooh-wee. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and he said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, watch him now, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. Good night. So the two of them went together. So we see that at the end, right? He goes to offer Isaac. The angel appears and says, stop it, Abraham. Now I know that, that you, oh, that's another thing. We're going to get back to that. Now I know, he says, I know that this is what you're going to do. That you, your, your eyes are before me. The covenant gets reestablished. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, he gets a new covenant. Uh-oh, that's, a, oh, but let's see here. He said that the lad and I will go, we're going to go and worship and we'll come back. All right, let's go and let's look at this. Why did Abraham say this? Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verse 17 through 19. Now watch me now. New King James, Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham did this by faith. The Bible says, look unto Abraham, look unto the rock with which, with which you're hewn and the pit from which you're dug. Look, look, look to Abraham. You got the same spirit of faith as your father, Abraham. By faith, Abraham... When he was tested. So we know he's talking exactly about what we read in Genesis 22, verse 1, right? And he's talking about that right there. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And when he had received, and he who had received the promise, watch this, the promise is, plural, offered up his only begotten son. No, does that sound familiar? Of whom, of Isaac, his only begotten son, it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. What did Abraham do? Concluding, watch me now, that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which also he received him in a figurative sense. Oh, this is beautiful. Abraham said that me and the lad are going to go up and worship. Notice Abraham calls what he's doing, calls this sacrifice, this burnt offering. He calls it worship. He said, I'm, I'm going to worship, but me and the lad are going to come back down again. Good night. Listen, Abraham had a, he had a promise. Listen, you may not, you, you may not have everything you need, but if you got a promise, you got everything you need. Good night. I'm preaching pretty good already. Listen. He said that I'm going to receive, he received, it said concluding. The King James says accounting. That literally is an accounting term. Listen, I believe with all my heart that Abraham was a numbers guy. That's how his mind worked. He was into numbers. Elijah, how could you say that? Well, remember what God said to Abraham. He said, go count the stars. He said, go, see, God's not going to ask him to do something that he's not going to enjoy. God's trying to arouse his faith. So if God's trying to, to, to hype you up, to be your hype man, to get your faith up, he's not going to use something that you don't enjoy. Come on now, watch me now. So well, what is he saying? What is he revealing to us? I believe that we can see in scripture that Abraham was a, was a math guy. 
He enjoyed numbers. He enjoyed counting. He enjoyed things like that. So God said, I want you to count the stars. But what God was doing was he was arousing his faith. He was waking him up. He was he was waking up that giant of faith that was in Abraham. He was waking him up by counting the stars. He wasn't necessarily trying to overwhelm Abraham. He was trying to stir up Abraham because see, he's trying to stir up his faith and say, all right, I want you to think bigger. I want you to see yourself with with as many children, as many descendants as this. Why? Because he wanted Abraham to imagine. And so since Abraham imagined, he got to a place where he was like, okay, I can see that. I see that. I see that. But then he gets to this test and he says, all right, hang on a second. Time out. He sits down and he thinks about this before he goes to bed because he's going to get up early in the morning to carry out what God said to him. But he's thinking about this. He's sitting down. He hears what God said. He's like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. All right. Then he sits down and he's thinking and he's adding up the numbers and he's saying, all right, God's promise plus, you know, he said, he said that my descendants would be okay. He said my descendants would be as numerable as the stars. All right, cool. Okay, so God's promise plus sacrificing Isaac, but then the promise wouldn't, no, that can't be right. So he adds up the number again. He, he concludes a little bit more. He's adding it all up again. Okay, God's promise, okay, God's, God's never lied to me. He's never told me a lie. He's always done everything he said he was going to do. All right, God's promise, okay, Isaac being sacrificed. I have to kill Isaac equals Sarah's going to kill me. <laughs> then he can run the numbers back again. Okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. So he runs the numbers back again. All right. God's promise, but God promised me that. That's the promise, okay? We're, we're not leaving that spot. This is what God promised. He's never lied to me. All right, cool. That's the promise, all right? But killing Isaac, though, that doesn't make any... Oh. God's promise plus killing Isaac has to equal God's going to raise him from the dead. (laughs) And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, Abraham is called the father of faith. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there is no there is no account in the Bible of anybody being raised from the dead until we come to first Kings 17, where Elijah raises up the widow woman's. Oh, my. Raises up the widow woman who, who feeds him, right? They were going to eat the bread and they were going to die. He raises up he, he, or her, excuse me, her son from the dead. That's the first time it happens. That's first King 17. Where in the world is Abraham getting this? He's imagining something. Woo! Your imagination is key. Oh, we're going to talk about that on the podcast here soon. Your imagination is key. So he he receives this in a figure. He receives this in a figure. That word figure is also translated parable. He sees in a parable. Jesus spoke to us in parables, by the way. He sees in a parable that God's going to have to raise him up from the dead. And you know what this does, whether Abraham realizes it or not, because Abraham's in covenant with God, because this covenant God will not break nor alter the thing that comes out of his mouth, because Abraham has the boldness to imagine because Abraham has the boldness to look beyond what's seen into the realm of the unseen. It gives God the right one day to offer his beloved son and believe for the resurrection. Come on, man. Don't tell me that you don't have an important, an important, 
important part and role in fulfilling God's plan and will on this earth. Don't you ever tell me that. Don't you ever tell me that this podcast doesn't have an important plan and it is an important part of God fulfilling his will on the earth. He just needs you to obey. He needs you to see beyond the listeners you got now. He needs you to see beyond the test and the trial. He needs you to see beyond that and look into the realm that is invisible. I'm getting it. Listen, I'm about to flip this table. Good. Now, listen, you know the podcast is good when I say I'm about to flip this table. I've only said it. this is the third time I've said it. I forget the second time I said it, but the first time I ever said it was in our first episode, Being Born Again. What does it mean? Oh, my goodness. Listen, let's keep going here. He, he accounted. He, he added up the numbers. He said, God's going to have the raising from the dead. And then he, even though, oh, man, come on now. So Okay, back to Genesis 22. Let's go back over there. Because we got to see something here with Jehovah Jireh. See how this is completely different than what you've ever heard about Jehovah Jireh? Jehovah Jireh. All right, Genesis 22, 7 through 8. Here we go. He says here, But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, watch him now. God will provide himself a lamb. No, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. The lamb for a burnt offering. <laughs> I'm getting excited, y'all. So the two of them went together. What, what did he say? He will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering. John 1, 29. John is, he's baptizing. Of course, this is written by John the Apostle, but John is talking about here, John the Baptist, who baptized Jesus. And he sees Jesus approaching and sees Jesus coming. And this is what he, this is what he says. John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, behold, watch him now, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of of the world. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave, watch him now, his only begotten son, that whosoever, or if we're in the country, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Good God from a burning bush in Zion. <laughs> Listen to him now. John said he saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, behold, the lamb. Oh, man. Abraham said all those years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago. He said to Isaac, he said, the Lord will provide himself. Watch him now. The lamb. He didn't say a lamb. He said he will provide himself the lamb. Guess what he's saying? Jesus is that lamb. He is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jehovah Jireh is not just a cool little name that you use and a cool little thing that you pop up and that you confess over your life when you have a debt. Uh-oh. It's not just a little thing that you do when you want to have a new car. Uh-oh. Watch him now. We've got to come back to the source. We've got to come back to the source material. Once again, we can't get we can't let movies, we can't let wrong, even wrong teaching take us away from what God originally intended. 
when we originally see that God being Jehovah Jireh, what we're seeing here is an ooh, what we're seeing here is a precursor. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing here is a foreshadowing. Yo, man, there's nothing like a good foreshadowing. You ever seen a movie where it's foreshadowing something? You don't even see that it's foreshadowing it, but until later on, maybe the second watch of the movie, then you say, oh, wait a minute, that was okay. That was connected to this. It was a foreshadowing. That's what God is saying here. I'm foreshadowing something. So Abraham calls the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, foreshadowing that the Lord will provide himself the lamb. Ooh, God used Abraham's imagination. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about imagination here soon. God used Abraham's imagination. I'll give you this little teaser, though. Imagination, all imagination is. All, let me say it like this, though. All hope is, you know, the Bible talks about hope. Uh, faith is a substance of things hoped for. We're not just talking about wishing, wishing for something. No, we're talking about an expectation. All right, cool. All hope is, is a positive imagination. That's all hope is. Hope is a positive imagination. All right. Hey, all right. Let, let me get back over here. So we see he names the place Jehovah Jireh. God uses Abraham's imagination, not only that he can receive Isaac back to life, but also God has a legal right to do now because his covenant man on the earth did something. Now the covenant spirit of God in heaven can now do. Oh, come on now. Can now do that because his representative did it on the earth. He was willing to offer up Isaac. As far as Abraham was concerned, Isaac was already as good as dead, but also too, Isaac was as good as risen. He was as good as made back alive again by a quickening spirit that would work in Jesus. And because Abraham did this, because Abraham had the boldness to believe, because Abraham passed the test, man, what a test to pass. Because of this, your salvation is secure. Because of this, God was able to bring Jesus on the earth. God was able to then have a right to believe for the resurrection of his son because his covenant partner believed for the resurrection of his son. If this don't set you on fire, your wood's wet. As we begin to wrap this up, let's connect this to Jehovah Jireh. What does this have to do with Jehovah Jireh, Elijah? I heard that, you know, Jehovah Jireh would just pay my bills and get a check in the mail. And, and that's all everything there is to it. Listen, I do believe that God supplies our needs. We're going to read that verse here as we wrap this up. When we wrap it up, that'll be the last verse we read. I do believe that. But I also need to, uh, I want you to remember this. Context is key. What is God revealing in the text originally? If we can find out the heart and mind of God originally revealed, then we can properly believe him for something. See, because if we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, the word of God reveals to us the will of God, then we can have confidence to believe that we received what we've asked for. Here's what people say. People are saying that Jehovah Jireh, this, per this passage is only, you know, it's revealing unto us that God will provide you with the the clothes that you want with the car that you want. And that is not the case. I'm pausing for effect. I'm talking about, listen, I grew up in the word of faith circle. I grew up around that. I grew up listening to, to people who preached it this way and it's wrong. It's wrong. Don't look at don't Listen, you don't have to look at the phone that way. You don't have to look at your radio that way. You heard me, right? You don't have to look at your car's display like that. You heard me, right? It's wrong. That's not right. No, ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful context 
from when God, when Abraham says that he names the place Jehovah Jireh, he's saying the Lord will provide. What will the Lord provide? The Lord will provide himself the lamb. Ooh! This is a connection with Jesus, showing us that God will provide you with Jesus. Oh, but here's the beautiful kicker. Go to Romans 8, 31. Oh my goodness. No, I don't believe that the context of Jehovah Jireh is about believing for stuff, about believing for a new car or a new house. No, I don't believe that at all. No, I don't believe. I believe that what we're talking about here is, is Abraham saying and revealing unto us the day is coming when God will provide himself a lamb. <laughs> Romans 8, 31 through 32. But watch me now. Watch me now. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? My spiritual father says it like this, and I agree with him. Who can successfully be against us? Because there are people against you all the time. But if God's for you, who can successfully be against you? Watch them now. Read the next verse. Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not watch him now with him? Also give us freely. There it is. All things. When it says all things, it literally means watch me. Watch me. The all things. That's what that literally means. The all things. I love that because God knows how people's brains work. Well, when he says all things here, what he really means, I don't know why the, the religious people, they have this weird accent. What he really means there is he means this salvation. I don't know. They kind of sound like a mix between Bane and then. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Then what he really means there is it's salvation. Yes. You really adopted the book. All right, let me get off of that. What he really means is salvation. Well, God says, no, 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 no. What I literally mean is the all things. In other words, everything included, nothing excluded. We're talking spirit, soul, and body. We're talking about your spirit first, right? Your soul and then your body, everything that you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness. One passage would say, Peter would say, now listen to me. All things, literally the all things. First uh, Corinthians three twenty one through 23 says this. Therefore, let no man boast in men. Watch me now for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas. Watch this, though, or the world. Wow. Or life. Life belongs to you or death. Death belongs to you, too. Death has no authority and no power over you anymore. Ooh-wee. or things present watch them now or things to come all are yours and you are christ and christ is god you know what is obviously and and what is uh almost i don't know if this is the right word but it's the word i'm thinking of in, ambiguously man what is that word that's that just came out you know what's missing here <laughs> the past he says things present or things to come are yours, but he didn't mention the past. Why? Because that's under the blood. <laughs> Little Michael Jackson blood. It's under the blood. And because of that, it doesn't belong to you anymore. That old way of thinking, what you used to do, who you used to be. I don't care what you did five minutes before you click play on this podcast. That doesn't belong to you anymore. And because of that, you need to live with a revelation of I'm not going back to my past. I'm looking forward to the future. The present belongs to me and the future belongs to me. Good night. That's some good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you see it or not or realize it or not, but I'm teaching and preaching pretty good.
Praise God. The Holy Spirit's helping us. So what am I saying? When God gave us his son, watch what he did. He gave us the world. There is nothing which does not work together for our good. All things are officially ours. Now, here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what people preach. They preach that what happened on that mountain is showing you that, you know, God will give you stuff and he'll give you things and he'll give you all that. that he'll provide for you. Just trust him. Just believe him. No, that's not what that reveals. Ladies and gentlemen, we're missing the power. See, we're, what we're doing is we're putting the cart in front of the horse. It doesn't work that way. You got to put the, the horse first. No, 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 no. What happens here, he's revealing unto us that God will provide the lamb and because he provided me the lamb I can get what I need for my everyday life but if my hope and my faith and my trust isn't first founded and rooted on the solid rock of the revelation that Jesus has been given to me that God has given me out of his grace out of his love he's given me Jesus if my if my if the rock is not founded on that then when I go out to believe for that thing I won't receive it why because I don't have a conscious I don't have a conscious revelation of the fact that God gave me Jesus and if God gave me Jesus what on earth is this C note what on earth is this car bill what on earth is the repo man gonna do if God is for me who and what can be against me I tell you what, I don't know why a C-note would be against you. But anyway, let's wrap this up with Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding, you have done well that you did communicate with my affliction. All right, skip on down here to verse 19. Well, verse 18. I have all and I abound. I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you and an odor of a sweet smell. How in the world did odor almost take me out? But I read Abaphroditus. Anyway, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Watch this in verse 19. But my God shall supply all your needs. Watch him. How, how does he do this? According to his riches, not according to the job, not according to your grandma, not according to your granddad, not according to not according to them, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why? Because when he gave us Christ, he gave us everything. No longer do we approach need. We have to approach need just like Abraham did. Oh, the Lord will provide. Oh, guess what? The Lord has provided. He, he has provided the lamb. Behold the lamb of God. It was a precursor. It was letting us know that, that, that when God gave us Jesus, the lamb, good night, he gave us everything. He gave us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Therefore, my hope and my trust and my faith is towards God. It's not towards an object. I'm not believing, I'm not believing for a car. I'm believing God for the car. Why? Because my faith and my hope is towards him. Because if he gave me Jesus, what on earth is a new Acura? Uh-oh. But see, my revelation and my hope is not that, oh, God, why don't you, would you give me an Acura? No, that's not my hope. My, it's just a little tweak. If you'll, if you'll, I'm telling you, I ain't, I ain't going to tell you nothing that doesn't work. If you put it into practice in your life, it's the little tweak of, no, I'm not believing God. I'm not believing for an Acura. I'm believing God for an Acura. Why? Because if God gave me Jesus, what, how, why, why, would why? He already gave me all things. This world belongs to me. Whose world is this? Nas was on to something, ladies and gentlemen. The world is yours. I'm telling you, man, when, when you have the revelation that Jehovah Jireh has provided, it's the place now, the place Jehovah Jireh. 
When we're in that right place, the place, it kept coming up, the place, the place, the place. Why? Because the, the, the Bible, the Bible talks about the place called there. We got to make sure we're in the right place as well. Are you where God called you to be? Are you under the people that God called you to be under? This is all important too, with, with walking into the provision that God has for you. These people were under the apostle Paul here in, in, in Philippians four, were they not? Yes. And they gave to Paul and God and, and Paul said, because you did that, my God will supply your needs. Guess what? The, the provision Jehovah Jireh is, was at, was, 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 was at the place where Paul was. Come on now. Are you in the right place? Oh, I don't have time. That's another podcast. Are you at the right place? Uh, Graces and places. Go look that up with Matt Faye. That's a good one. Are, are you in the right place? Oh, come on now. That's, that's an episode of the podcast, by the way. Look, look that up. Graces and places. You got to be at the right place to receive and, 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 and get from God what he has for you. But ladies and gentlemen, no longer do we put our faith towards an object. No longer am I believing God for, or excuse me, no longer am I believing for a car. I've heard people say that. Well, we're just believing for this. We're believing for that. Well, Hebrews talks about the one of the baby principles, one of the foundational principles of the doctrines of Christ is that is faith is repentance from dead works. And then faith towards God it's, 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 it's that motion. Repent means to turn, right? But you're not just turning and then that's the end. You got to turn and go into a different direction. What's the different direction? The repentance from dead works and that we're going the direction of faith towards God. We're believing in God. We're believing in him only. See, here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to realize. Jehovah Jireh is a place. Jehovah Jireh is a precursor. It's letting us know. It's foreshadowing that God was going to give us Jesus. And when God gave us Jesus... He gave us everything. All things are yours. The all things are yours. God has provided everything we need for our everyday life, whether it's ministry gifts, that's Paul, uh, Apollos, and Cephas, whether it's things that are in the world, things present, things to come, life, death, all things are yours. Why? Because we are Christ. And, oh, my, come on now. Let me read it to you again. Uh, let me read it again as we wrap this up, man. Therefore, let no man boast in men. There is that again. You don't put confidence in man. You don't look to man. You don't even look to your yourself to supply your needs. You don't boast in man for all things are yours, whether it's Paul, uh, Paulus, Cephas, the world, life or death, all or things present or things to come. All are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. Woo. Listen, I'm going to say it again. When God gave us the son, when God gave us his son, he gave us the world. There is nothing which does not work together for our good. Why? Because all things are yours. You know, you're Abraham's seed and, and, and your heir according to the promise. Well, what is that promise that, that God made to Abraham? What is that promise that God swore in an oath? What is that promise that Abraham stood on? What is that promise that brought about the, the, the faith, the boldness for Abraham to believe for the, the resurrection of his son. What, what was that promise? The Bible reveals unto us exactly what that promise was. Here we go. Romans 4 verse 13. And I'm done with this. Romans 4 and 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world. The promise was that he would be the heir of the world. It was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of faith. When you believe God, God accounts it to you as righteousness. He takes it as righteousness. I don't care what you've done. Will you believe God in this season? 
Will you confess him as Lord today? All of it is simple. You just say, Lord, I believe you. I believe that you have provided. I believe that you sent your son Jesus and he died on the cross. And he paid the full price for my salvation. And now, Father, I say I receive of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I say that if you gave me Jesus, you'll give me everything else. He's already given it to you. You've been blessed with all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now here's the important thing. Where's the place Jehovah called Jehovah Jireh? Where is that in your life? Are you where God's joined you? Stay there and be faithful. All right, guys, I got to go. I went way beyond time. Listen, I love y'all so much. Leave a like, a comment, a review. Let us know if the podcast blessed you. My name's Elijah Merle. Remember this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at MurrellMinistries.com. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L Ministries.com. Merle Ministries International.